Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good evening, get up it. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 63 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Idle of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. How's things? Where are you, son? Well, I'm at home. Okay, that's good. I'm going to watch the England match. Well, I think I'm going to watch the England match. What do you mean, you think? Can we qualify now? No. No. We're out. It all depends on what team he puts out, doesn't it? Well, he's... Uh... God, can you hear my granddaughter? Yeah, I can. <laughs> right, set her lungs on her. Just putting the Christmas tree up. Oh. And, uh, Christmas tree in the hallway has been erected and uh, I think she's got rather excited. Uh, Phil Foden's making a start tonight. Mason Mount start, uh, starting. Jack Grealish is starting. It does look a little bit more adventurous than the last time we watched England. Uh, that debacle um, on Sunday against Belgium. So it can't be any worse, can it? Because that was pathetic. Well, now you've told me that, I will watch. I, I want to see uh, Foden and Grealish play together because I yes, think they I can play. Well, I don't think they can play together. Yeah. It's the it's it's the philosophy of the of the game and uh, the balance of the of the team. Yeah. What, what will always help the team. You know, you're always going to get. If I, choose who you are, if you give your opinion on something, mm. you know, why don't you be quiet? You know, let them get on with it. They're the manager. Yeah, that's right. Mm. But we can all talk amongst ourselves uh, on what we want about it, or talk about whatever we would like about the game. Yeah, um, and that's why I give my opinion. Um, and at the end of the day, I don't give a damn what they won, what they haven't won, who they are, what coaching badges they've got. Mm. Uh, a football team, if you get the balance right with the right players, you'll get the results. You can. I get sick of listening to managers talk about, you know, there's no effort, there's no this, there's no that. At the end of the day. It's the balance of the team yep. and the quality of the players that you put in team. And it always has been, always will be. And that's, that's, that's the stats. What's always won major trophies from Real Madrid right down to uh, into Paris, into Germany, into Spain, into England, you know, Portugal. All the teams, what's had quality players mm. in the team, what can pass the ball, always won the, always won the trophies. It's not about systems for me. I think you're right. It's about players. It's about your philosophy. When we played in Belgium, I posted up straight away, this team is awful. There was eight defensive-minded players. Now, I don't care who you are, who we're playing, we're England, we're going for it. We've got the we've got some good players. Play our better players. Play on the front foot. Take the game to them make them think about us I could not care who's in the opposition team all I cared about is what's in England's team they work on shape some of these teams and coaches they work yep. on shape all week with players what know each other yep. right and when they go out on a Saturday they're coming up against some different type of play whether they're quicker slower technically better yep. more intelligent of running off the ball on, on the ball 
you know, and then when he comes on Saturday, he said, we've worked all, all week and they haven't listened to what I've, you know, they, listen, Gabby, I, I could fall out. I don't mm. mean fall out with you, but I could fall out with loads of people about yeah, this. Absolutely, same, yeah. I mean, because what, they always say, you know, well, they all can't play that way. I'll agree with that. They yeah. all can't play that good because it would be boring if they all playing the same type of football. Mm-hmm. Well, it wouldn't be boring because you're going to get op- you're going to get an open game, so you're going to see goals and, and everything else. Yeah. You know, but uh, these the, 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 these same managers. I mean, I was looking at uh, Carlos uh, Cavalier. Yeah. At, uh, last Sheffield Wednesday man manager. Well, not last Sheffield Wednesday manager. Last decent but, one. Uh, you know, one of the ones, one of one of one of the Sheffield Wednesday managers we've had. Yeah. You know how many clubs he's managed? No, I don't. I find nineteen. Jesus, that's a lot. Nineteen. Bloody hell. That's so a lot. there is something wrong, whether it's the board of directors, whether it's his coaching or whatever. So, but I mean, players get shifted, and there's reasons why players get shifted. Yeah. There is reasons, mm. and I'll say this, but people won't like it. Some should get players get shifted so people can make money out of it. Yep. Regardless what anybody tells me, I know it's done. Yeah. But you can never prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's had nineteen. He's had nineteen clubs altogether, and you think to yourself, you know, you really, you really good ones. Your clubs, your clubs, your Shankleys. How many really clubs did they have? All right, you can look at Shankly. He had Grimsby. He had Huddersfield Town. But once he got Liverpool, and he turned it round, and yes, yeah. they had more time in those days. I will say that they do get less time these managers nowadays. Yeah, hundred percent. Funny that they, you know, they're going from club to club, yet they fail from club to club, yet they still get jobs. It's incredible. I mean, I'm just starting to read uh, a new book uh, that's out. Johnny Owen has has got a DVD out to accompany it. I think it was going to come out at the same time, and then we've had all this situation. So the book come first, and the DVD, I believe, is out any time now. It's The Three Kings, and it's the story of Jock Steen, Matt Busby, and Bill Shankly, three of the greatest managers in not just English football, British football, but I think world football, world football and, yeah. and wonderful backgrounds all come from mining communities. And I didn't realise how much of an influence Matt Busby was on Liverpool Football Club. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know what he had on, on it, because no, no doubt you're going to tell us all. Yeah, he played, uh, he played mean- for him. He played for him, yeah. yeah Matt, Matt Busby was captain of Liverpool, and he he was the one that um, that pretty much says to the gaffer, bring in Billy Little. So Billy Little came, and he was an absolute genius of a player, and transformed Liverpool's fortunes. and And he also brought in um, Bob Paisley. Bob Paisley come as well during uh, Busby's time there at, at Liverpool. So not only did he really shape Manchester United Football Club, but he also shaped Liverpool's football club as well. You see, you know when you when you when you made that comment that yeah. uh, he told the manager to bring in Billy Little. Absolutely, yeah. You know why? I, well, you can't listen to all the players, but I don't know why sometimes the managers don't. I mean, they do listen to certain players. Mm. I, but I think half the time they listen to players what agree with them. Yeah. You know, I mean, just because you disagree with the manager, when I say disagree, don't agree with his philosophies, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you're not trying to help him when you say, you know, I think he may do us a favour, this player here. Yeah. You know, but uh, they'll do it their way, I understand, and I do understand that, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, by listening to, even to a player what he doesn't think... Um, 
is going to help you at your club. But he just might help you by just saying, you know, that Gabby is a, is a quality player. If mm. I were you, if I were you, Gabby, I'd go and get him. Because yeah. you just never know. But they do not. It, it's what it is. They have a certain click, and they're all working with that click. And I'm not frightened to tell them. Mm. A lot of people don't like it. I'm not. Fr- I don't go behind. At least I don't go behind the back. I've never. I've never gone behind the manager's back when he's when he's come in and everybody turned around and said, um, "Yeah, boss, we agree." And then as soon as he goes, the alternative, we ain't got a clue what he's talking about. Yet the managers always listen to those type of players. That's yeah. why. I, that's why I laugh at it uh, to myself. I really do. They just listen to yes men and and puppets, and sadly they won't progress. But Busby, as a player, as a captain, then when he was a manager, he also listened to his players. He he famously sent Johnny Carey out to look at Tommy Taylor, and um, and and he 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 come back. And he said, oh, he's a decent player. And he says, well, thanks for that, Johnny. You're about the fifth or sixth person that's given me that advice. I think we'll go and buy him. So uh, <laughs> off to Barnsley, they trapped and bought him one of the, the, the uh, great uh, central strikers. And, and again, a, another um, piece of armoury for the Busby Babes. And all through his career, he listened to people. And, and Cloughy would do the same, wouldn't he? Cloughy would listen to people and take on board their advice and impact players. I was I, I was at a do about twelve months ago. Mm. I, th- I think I've told you the story, didn't I? I um, it was to do with like this is your life with John Robertson. Yeah, yeah. You let him down. You go, Darlicky. Darlicky. They were all. Can you hear me? Uh, you are Darlicky. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. You're a bit bit better now. Get that get that phone right by your ear. But it's always, it, it, it did by me, so I don't know why he does it. Yeah. It was, was something that was to do with the internet. Anyway, um, they were all there, Woody, all them. And, and this is a true story. Mm. You know, we, we we played Man United Reserves and we were travelling down to Bristol. And he came and sat inside him and he said, uh, Young man, who did you think the best player was last night? I said, Tony Woodcock. And he said to me, You haven't got a club about football, lad. And he was trying to sell Woody. Yeah, yeah. To uh, to Lincoln mm-hmm. and to Doncaster Rovers, yes. and I, th- I think it was about five grand difference. Mm. I think he may have offered twenty five, and he wanted thirty. Both of them, Donnie and Lincoln. Right? And I said to him, I said, "Let me tell you something, Gaffer. You sell him, and you'll regret it." Mm. Right? Six months later, he come back to me. He said, "In front of everybody, he said, young man, you were right. You do know something about football. Mm. You know, sometimes a player." You know, it can help you, yeah, you know. I mean, of course it can. When I first went there, I looked, it, it was lightning quick. Mm. And, you know, I won't say for 70, 80, 100 yards, but it was lightning quick over 30, 40 yards. Yeah. Uh, read the game quite well. Great runs off the ball. I mean, fabulous runs off the ball. Mm. A lot of people, I mean, you hear people talking about it, but they don't notice it really. Yeah. You know, uh, but the quality coaches and managers will see that. The quality players will see that. Mm. Uh, and I was telling them all the story. Some of the lads were laughing because they knew it were true. Yeah. And they knew that I would. Uh, I weren't afraid to say anything to Cluffy. It's not that you. I went against him. Great manager. Yeah. Uh, he taught me so much thing about football. You know, the the biggest thing. And I do want to play football. I do want to play attacking football. But you've got to be able to defend. Yeah. But the f- biggest thing he taught me in football was this: you'll never win nothing, lads, without. A world-class goalkeeper. Yeah. 
he's like, you can have who you want, and it's, it's true. That, the goalkeeper gives you that stability and confidence. Yeah. Right? Knowing if you do make a mistake in the back four, that you, you've got a Peter Shilton, or you've got a Neville Southall, or you've got a Peter Smichael, or you've got an Alison Owen Denison, yeah. what can get you out of that uh, sticky... Uh, Predicament. Sticky piece of work. What yeah. could well predicament? What could cost you a, a goal? Mm. And that's always stuck with me, and it always will stick with me. I mean, I'm never going into management now at my age. I'm 65, 66. But it, uh, I'll always give my opinion of it and what I think of it, whether people like it or not. Where are you now, TC? That was a great podcast, by the way. Oh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, brilliant. It was supposed to be for an hour, and. Yeah. Um, we did it for two hours. We, doing, we did yeah. that for two hours. I don't think he wanted to end. Well, this is the great thing about talking to, to players. You're talking about your careers, talking about different situations um, off the pitch as well. And you're a lover of the sun. Well, not so much sun, but page three. You know? no, I think most <laughs> of us were in them days. Listen, they were all gutted when that stopped. What were the papers? The papers used to be in the dressing rooms, which were um, the mirror. And the sun. In yeah. the, uh, we didn't get them. They used to be in the dressing room. Yeah. And the first thing, all that, listen, all them, what laugh at me, at least I'm honest by saying it, my favourite uh, page was page three. It was all of us. That was the first thing yeah. all the lads looked at everyone. Yeah, everyone. Of course it was, yeah. Everyone in the dressing room, you know. Uh, and I won't tell you, man, what the what they would do around and say, but... Uh, we all used to laugh when, when, because they nearly all said the same thing. Well, yeah, we, we all either thought it or said it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was usually Samantha Fox or probably Maria Whitaker in those days or Linda Lasardi. Yeah, Linda Lasardi was then, one of them. Yeah. Then were the three big ones, well, well, literally six big ones, if I'm absolutely honest, in those days. I, were, think, were uh, Frank Worthington went, I think Frank Worthington uh, finished up either Marry One or Living With One. Uh, and I think Andy Gray did that and all. Oh, okay. I'm interviewing Andy Gray tomorrow. We've got a yeah, my seventies podcast with Andy Gray, which oh, leads yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which leads me to behind the lens TC this week. That wonderful picture of you and Andy embracing. I'm guessing after one of his goals against Fortuna Stittard at um, at Goodison. Yes, um, it was. I mean, I put a ball in. I mean, it was a killer ball, but it was a dangerous ball because yeah. it was in between the uh, the goalkeeper, the post, yeah, the back post, and the um, one of the centre backs and boots. And and Andy's gone, Andy's gone diving in, yeah, no, maybe a foot and a half off of the ground, yeah, where he could have got his head kicked. The goalkeeper could have come out and punched him mm-hmm. in face. Um, it could have hit the, it could have hit the post, yeah. But it was a great diving and a great goal. I mean, Andy got a, an asterisk that night. I mean, Goodison was absolutely rocking. Mm. I think it was a second goal. I think it was a second goal. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 Andy could have had five that night. I mean, he definitely should have had a penalty to pull him back on 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 on, on, an, on on one of them where it would have been a clear header for him. I mean, mm. I mean, you're breaking up again. You're breaking up again. I don't again. know why he's doing it. Are you in a I'm different room today? 
No, I'm in the same room, Blimey. and I've got it on charge. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just go slightly uh, right. Dalek at times. Well, I mean, I love you. what a night that was. And, and then when you've knocked them out, you played by Munich in Munich the semi-final. In the semi-final. Someone refused to go, didn't they? Yeah, that was me uh, <laughs> being a bit odd, and um, it's something I regret now. But you can't, you can't change the, you can't turn the clock back, can you? You know, it was a mistake. You never played after that. How would did he just send you packing after that? Not as lot, not like you lot think. I, I didn't play. Yeah, but we 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 spoke and that and everything else. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, but there was, another, there was another incident about all that. I'd been tapped up to be Halifax manager, player yes. manager. Yeah. Paul Paul Mainley's brother uh, was the owner of that football club. I don't know if, if they both owned it, but I know his brother owned it. And mm. I'd been tapped up to, um, and Howard wouldn't let me go. Even after that, he wouldn't let me go. Yeah. Um, and then end of the season, when, I, when, when he gave me the free end of the season, um, the Halifax had already appointed someone, so... That may have been my break into management in, in football, but it didn't turn out that way. But no, I regret it. Um, but it, it didn't do any uh, Everton any harm, did it? They went on to win it, you know. Um, and I mean, they, they turned out to be for at least four seasons one of the best teams, not only in English football, but in Europe. And who's to say they would have won a European Cup? On top of that, you know, it's, it's hypothetical, but they could have. Um, they've got a good enough squad. Uh, to go on and win a European Cup, but um, because of the ISIL uh, disaster, it um, it was it was stopped. So uh, clubs were stopped. English clubs were stopped playing in Europe. So uh, they never got that chance. So, uh, but no, fantastic football club, fantastic players. But uh, a couple of regrets in my life. But there's nothing you can do about them, Gabby. And it was the same as Andy. Andy regretted leaving because Howard brought in. Um... Gary Lineker, didn't he, at the end and beginning of, of next season? And Andy was round about 30 um, age. You are, you were round about that age as well, wasn't you, at Everton? 29, yeah, I'm 30, I'm, yeah. I'm about a year older than Andy, I think. Yeah, so, I think I'm a year older than Andy. so it's quite understanding that managers want to bring in some of the younger players when some of the older players reach that 30 mark. But having you and Andy Gray in that squad as well, that squad would have just got even better with the inclusion of Gary Lineker. And sometimes when, you know, we make mistakes, I think, you know, both of you boys would admit that, that those were mistakes. If you could turn back the hands of time, you both would. But what a brilliant squad Everton then would have had. And I think when you look at in modern day, they'll say, we ain't got the squad to go and win on three League Cup, FA Cup, and in Europe as well. Well, you boys didn't have half as many in the squad. You had a great squad there at Everton, and you could have gone on, and you could have conquered Europe. And it was just a shame that you wasn't able to. It was a shame for, for the players what were playing. Absolutely. Not for the club itself. But and, the players, and the fans, yeah. You know, and the fans. And no, and this isn't it, is having a dig, dig at Liverpool, because I'm, I'm a big admirer of Liverpool and all. Yeah, same here. Uh, but they've had, they, they had, what, a good 18 years of, of success. Mm-hmm. And Everton had just started to, you know, turn the tide on, on, on Liverpool. But going back, to, I mean, to Andy, uh, 
all players will tell you. I, listen, I've played in some big, big teams, some big clubs, yeah. uh, some big players, and there's one or two big players what's not been playing. Don't think they haven't caused trouble. Oh, yeah, because uh, they have. When mm. I say caused trouble, you know, they've met the uh, they've met the uh, statement about not playing and mm. sell me all that type of thing. But sometimes, some players uh, get put out in papers, mm. and, and others and other players don't. So. There's a purpose for it. Why they do it, I don't know. But uh, I'm not. I'm not the first one. And I'm, listen, I weren't the last one. There were plenty of players what uh, did it. And Andy will tell you himself. I think uh, he was frustrated when Adrian Eve um, started to perform. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Inchi just got picked for the squad, or looked like getting picked for the England squad. Mm. You know, uh, one of, or you know, in the squad itself. Yeah. Um, and then he finished up with a bad uh, ligament injury, didn't he? Yeah. And it really uh, knocked him back altogether, did uh, injury. And Andy got in and everything turned out for him. So mm. football, you need, there's three things in football. You, you've got to have, you've got to be a quality player. Yeah. Right. And not always have to be, but that would, that does help you. The manager liking you. Yep. And a little bit of luck with injuries and that mm. type of thing. Um, I mean, Gary Lineker has gone through. I think Gary Lineker went through his career without getting a booking, uh, getting sent off, or any serious injuries. Yeah. Where then you look at Gaza with the talent he got. Mm. You know, I know, pe- I know people are going to say, "Well, he brought it on himself." You know, don't forget, he's an he was an excitable player. Uh, the occasion of playing at Wembley, playing against uh, Arsenal. All that build up, and I know what it's like in the dressing room. Come on, let's get at them. You know, yeah. where the Continentals will think about it. You know, we wind people up. Come on, we need to beat these, and mm. everybody screaming and shouting. You know, come the big say the Gaza. Are you capable of doing to, so just to wind him up to get him even more hyped up? So little things uh, goes against you, and um, you need that little bit of luck, and I mean, I mean, I've had some bad injuries, but Andy Gray had some really bad injuries when we were playing really, really well at uh, at Aston Villa. Yeah, you know, and um, he's one of. I'm trying to think now. Don't you tell me there was two players, and I'll see if I'll see if I can remember the other one. It'll come, try and, it'll come to me in a bit because Andy Gray won the PFA uh, and the Young P, PFA award. Did Gary Short win it? Um, not not both in the same year. There's only three that's done that. That's yeah, Andy, Gareth Bale, and Cristiano Ronaldo. They're the only three that's ever three. done it right. in the, in you know in the same year. Young Player of the Year and you know PFA Player of the Year. I thought there were well. two. I thought there were two. Yeah. I surely, I think surely won. Surely won the uh, Young Player of the Year. I'm sure he did. Yes, he did. One of the he years. Did. I mean, Gary was some you know, player as well. Oh, but it's funny because um, Villa. Looked like being a good team, and then Andy, Andy got injured, and then he finished up getting sold, I think, to Wolves, and then Shawby breaks into the team. Mm. Uh, looked like he's going to be absolutely a, a great centre forward, not only for Aston Villa but for England. And lo and behold, he gets a bad knee yeah. injury, doesn't he? You know what I mean? So yeah. there is some players what what seem to get away with it. I think when you think about George Best, when you look the 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 the, um, the abuse he got oh, with yeah. fouls, yeah. And yet, yet he never had a serious injury. Mm. It's amazing that when you think about it, because he did. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, Eddie Gray, another one of the world great players for me, Eddie Gray. But he, he, he did get injuries to Eddie Gray, you know. 
And when you watched him play, it was another one. I mean, what was it, that famous saying what Dom maybe said about Eddie Gray? Uh, is that light on his feet, that you know, his feet wouldn't sink into snow, mm. you know. But uh, no, some players get away with injuries and some players, you know. Eddie Eddie did miss a lot of games, though. I don't think it was particularly um, injured. No, well, you no, know, knocks and that, but it, he, had, he had bad knees, didn't he, Eddie Gray? For, um, no, I think I think what he got a lot of, uh, what grinds and... and, and and hamstrings. Don't ask me why. Yeah. But some some I think people. Medi- do... Yeah, I think medically there was some. Yeah. I mean, mm. Trevor Francis had a, a serious injury with uh, Achilles. Mm. You know, but you know, um, Francis were always having. Um, and Mike Lowen did, didn't it? When you think about hamstrings, it. yeah. Hamstrings, you know. It it's. When you have it's them funny, pacey players, TC, them pacey players, they are a bit more susceptible, aren't they, to uh, to hamstrings going? But I will like lightning, and I mean lightning. Mm. Um, and I never got any... I remember Steve Kingdon, who probably would have been the fastest yeah, football, yeah. you know. Horse, he never yeah. got... He never really got to mm. hamstrings and groins. Mm. I mean... I think I got, well, I don't think I got, I pulled my groin after that uh, bad injury at Everton. Yeah. Playing in another game after the semi final against uh, Southampton at Ivory. And I went and I missed, I missed out on the cup final in 82 through a groin. And that was the only groin injury I've had in my life. 84, you mean? Six weeks. Yeah, 84. Everton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 84 against Watford. Yeah. Um, so, no. You need that little bit of luck, and uh, there's some players at it, and some some. When I say luck, I'm on about having bad injuries, you know. And it, and it, listen, I'd sooner be a player what has that luck and don't has any don't have any injuries than that get it be a player what keeps getting injuries because it is frustrating and it's a lonely place. There's a lot of players will tell you what's injured in in, in the uh, treatment room. It oh, is a lonely absolutely. place. Absolutely. Magic moments, TC. What have you sourced for us over the, probably the last couple of weeks? Because we didn't do what, uh, a, a podcast last week. But um, So over the last 10 days, 12 days, 14 days, what have you what have you picked upon and thought what a magic moment that was? Well, I, I spoke to you about Jack Grealish. Being, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, you can see the, the, the class in him. You know, and you, you didn't think it was one of his better games, but you thought, you thought he played I've well. Seen it, I've seen him play a hell of a lot better for Villa. And, yeah. and the, th- the yeah. thing is, the the world's press and people are waking up and are eulogising over Jack. And I'll bet you a pound and a penny, every Aston Villa supporter, I'm not a Villa supporter, of course, but I do watch Jack and I'm a big supporter of Jack, would look at it and say, yeah, Jack really did play well, but we've seen him play a hell of a lot better than that. You, you guys haven't seen anything yet. This kid is the real deal. Is one of the greatest players in the world. But in that game, Gabby, when you watch, when you watched him, he did two or three absolutely spectacular little things that on little the ball. Flick, that little flick. But, but, but when you when you see him on the ball, see what I look for is balance, compose, absolutely, uh, and, yeah. underst- and understanding of the game. The other the other bit, the fitness. You know, he'll either he'll, you can either get him fit, mm. or he'll, or it'll be one of those players what can't get round the pitch. You know, oh, Jack, you, 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 do, you do, no, 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 yeah. no. What I'm trying to say is, you will get players what's got the natural ability but can't get round the field. Mm, he's got you know, everything. you will get that. Yeah. He, you know, but what 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 excites me about him is the composure. Yeah, it's never ever flustered. Um, and then when we got talking about him, and obviously you're running a rabbit about him, um, 
but I'd seen him, and no doubt you'll have seen him at the same time as me, uh, even before the time when Tottenham were trying to buy him for nine million quid. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. You know, um, and first time, first time I ever saw him, I think it was his second or third game for Aston Villa, and yeah. I thought, fucking hell, how this kid's going to be some player? Yeah, because he entices people to him. Mm. Now, when you get that type of player, not only does he entice the man. Um, who's going to be marking him? But if you're brave enough to give back the because you know you look after it, yeah, and he beats that man, not if or when, it's he will beat that man, not always, but majority of the time, he will glide past him, yeah. He commits the one of the other players, smart, it, it, it commits that man off him, off that player, yeah. That's where you're going to create the better space than anything else. Yes, great rubs off the ball have been born. But I'll tell you what, the most frightening thing, what the what the opposition don't want is anybody running at them, what's got composure, confidence to beat people and don't get flustered and put under pressure. It creates more space for everybody else. And that he's got he's got everything abundant. I have to laugh when you know you know, he's gotta go, he's gotta go. Said it two years ago. Two years ago. Mm. Greenwood had a tech at last World Cup. Or European Championship, whatever was on uh, before the COVID, uh, I think European Championship, weren't it? Hello, yep. can you hear me? Yep, you oh. are you are breaking up a little bit, but yeah, you you'd actually named him Mason Greenwood in the squad, um, and and this was in the early days of the of the of the podcast. This was long it, 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 before we were due to play. Yeah. Even when even when he burst into people would say to me, oh, "Listen, is Rashford uh, a better goal scorer than uh, the kid at Tottenham?" Harry Kane. Harry Kane, right? What he's got better than Harry Kane? Pace. is lightning quick. Yeah. Great touch. It's, mm. it's, now he's got to that 20, age of 23, the maturity now is coming into him. Majority of players, top players, start to really perform at 23. Mm. Really perform. Because I would play him through the middle. Yeah. You know, we other players, what's got that ability, like your Jackson, mm. like your Greenwoods, and, you know, uh, your Hudson's and Doys and your, your Sanchez, you know, you've got to get the right balance among those five or six yeah. players, Sterling's and all that. All quality, all quick, all got intelligent football brains. Mm. All can beat men, but know when and where and why they have to play it. Yeah. Don't prolong holding on to it for too long. It's getting that balance right. And I tell them about uh, Rashford. Anyway, what he's got it looks at anything. What they do, we don't have to see. No. Believe in him, and that player will give you, pay you the rewards when you believe in that type of player. And Jack is just one of those players. It's like duck to water. You get the ball. The ball comes to him. The yeah. ball comes to him. And he's one of those players. You can give him the ball under pressure, Matt. And, you know, his performance on, on, the, on the other night... And like, like I said, I thought he played really, really well. He did. It, it wasn't one of his superstar performances. Mm. But the, the only time we looked anything is when he had the ball. Absolutely. And, and that's what, out of this last fortnight, two weeks, 14 days, is him 
people finally believing in him and uh, I was always frightened that they were going to class him as a maverick um, but let me tell you something these mavericks are the ones what glide past people and pull people off other people what create space and now I think they're believing in Jack Absolutely. Mavericks win your games. Players that take risks win your games. When you have players that you can trust and players that just do the bare minimum, the, the pass sideways, they're not looking for the killer pass, they're, they're looking to pass responsibility of the football to the next player, then he gets it back and he'll give another little touch and... Jack, give me the ball. Give me the ball. I'll drive forward. Jack isn't frightened to have possession of the ball. And in any position on the pitch, he will take possession of the ball. He'll take possession in tight areas where others are looking. Don't give it me. I don't want it. Jack's always there waiting to have that pass at his feet. And he's looking at the picture. Exactly. And yes, occasionally when he'll lose the ball and it may, it may nearly frighten us of having a concede the goal or we yeah, might concede yeah. the goal yeah yeah but he'll make more score more goal yeah goals and win more games mm. than having a player that you think that you're going to rely on yeah you need that type of player in certain areas what's going to give the other players a left and make no mistake jack Grealish lifts them other players 100 percent and this is why i don't like playing free at the back with full backs pressing on when you have a player further up the pitch i prefer that player to be a forward player than a defender because defenders play in a position on the pitch for a reason and forwards play in a more forward position on a pitch for a damn good reason because when the ball's at their feet there's more chance of scoring goals with offensive players it's not rocket science you see I, i'm I don't mind playing three at the back, but the, when you're going to play three at the back, you've got to play three at the back, what's comfortable on the ball like Jack is. But if they've only got one when up you, front, what's the point? Well, but if you, well, I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you what the problem is with that. When you, when we, when we play three at the back, yeah, we, we, we play three type of static players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keen, Keen, Ings, um, you can't say uh, Walker's static, but that, that, that was the three you played, didn't it? I think it yeah, was Mings, yeah, yeah. Bing's uh, was it Kane? Uh, we he always plays with um, Dyer. He played with oh, uh, Mings and then oh. um, Walker on the other side, and then he played Kieran Trippier, and then Chilwell started, and, yeah. and then Saka uh, come me, on for him. Let me go back to what I was saying on the first, on the on my first point about playing three at the back. Mm. So if we've got players like. Um, Alan Hansen, uh, Mike Lovinson, them type of players that Absolutely. we've got. Uh, what's the call? I don't know what's happened to John Stone because he's got everything to be a footballer. 100%. Balls, yeah. You know, he's got to stop making those mistakes. I think he's had one or two problems, off the field problems, what's caused him. Mm. But when you've got that type of player mm. playing three at the back like that and they're all technically gifted, mm. right? and you, what do you say? They're playing one. Why do we need three? Exactly. Well, let me tell you, the quality of that, one of them will step out and go into midfield. And that's the difference. And that's what you and need. And we so don't do that, that, TC. If we, you're going to play that yeah. way, Gabby, you've got to have players. 100%. There's a lot, there's a lot of people now trying to play football mm. at lower level and everything else. And that does please me. The problem is they can't play it. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. With our, with our defenders, surely with England, he's better off saying to John Stones, look, 
I know you're struggling a little bit at, at, um, at City, and I'll be honest with you, John, you need to move, because if the gaffer ain't going to give you a shirt, you need you're not to move get a game to get a shirt, absolutely. But you're right, with a player like John Stones, or a kid that's playing at the 20s, or the 18s, or 17s, or whatever level that they may be playing at, if you've got a kid that's decent on the ball as a defender, surely we're better playing that player in the England team, because the way I look at our central defensive players, I'm not convinced that any of them are good enough to play at that level. And I think Germany have a very, very similar problem to what England have got. Their defenders just aren't good enough. Well, the, what they can't do, what they can't do, is come out with the ball. Them type of players. Yeah. I think Mings is not a bad player. Don't get me wrong. No, again, he's all right. Yeah. But, 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 but technically, they're not like. And uh, Abby Kane's had one or two. Abby Kane. Uh, Man United captain coming to me. Maguire. I don't know somebody. Maguire. Maguire. Everybody's having to go to him and all this and that. Over. Mm. On the ball, you know, he's had a few marvellous seasons. They don't just lose it. Yeah. It's it's with, They've got players in the team what's not been capable of holding the ball. Ball. I mean, passing with it, with accuracy, with the tempo. Yeah. We, we put runners up and down players. What? The card, and then we, when I saw when I saw the back four, three, and I thought to myself, and I don't put because uh, I quite like the uh, the kid from Manchester City, uh, Walker. Mm. I, I quite like him. Do you not uh, think that he makes just as many mistakes as Stones? But for some reason, Stones' mistakes always get highlighted, whereas Walker's mistakes and his positional play at times, Kyle Walker, I think he's awful. In fact, um, Roy Keane mentioned it the other couple of weeks ago, I think it was. I can't remember about what player scored. And he said, well, how did he score? He said, because he's being marked by an idiot. I mean, that was probably well, know, a little but, bit strong. But, think, but, but, you know, I mean, I don't know how he gets away with that. I, I'd like to see people talk and, mm. and, and give the honest opinion. Yeah. But I think that I think that's all. You don't win the trophies he's won mm. uh, to be an idiot of a player. You know, and it's the same as uh, Stones. Yeah. You don't win what they've won. I mean, one season, they've got a treble. Mm. Got close to a semi-final of the... Uh, Champions League. Yeah, yeah. A bit of luck, a bit of luck in the, in the final. Mm. Uh, so they've had to play the uh, I that semi-final, and I'm sure you can't guarantee it, but I'm, I'm sure they'd, they'd have beat them. Mm. Um, but players make mistakes. But when 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 you get player like John Stones for some unknown reason, mm. our pundits because exactly they've yeah. never been yeah. used to they've never been mm. used to playing out from the back. Yeah, they panic. Yeah. And the first thing when it, when he makes a mistake, why didn't he put it in Rose Ed? Yeah. This time when the, listen, there's a little bit of what they're saying is right. Mm. A little bit. Right? But it, it's everything. Everything if 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 they make a bad pass and if they if they uh, give the if, if they uh, get caught out on the ball and dwell on it, that's what they've got to learn not to get uh, caught on the ball, not yeah. to dwell on it too too much. You've got to entice pe- people into you, but as soon as they get to an area where you know you can pass it past them or run past them, that's what they what that's what they should do. But sometimes they overdo it and they over elaborate on everything mm. and then it costs some mistakes. Because it's mistakes what cost yeah. you the game, you know. Oh absolutely. It's not that it's not that it, people playing out from the back, that's not the problem. Mm. It's a bad pass. Yeah. I'll listen I'll listen to them all. Yeah. It's because they are petrified 
of making a mistake at the back. And if they make a mistake and it costs a goal, they go ballistic. Listen, talk to the player. And if if, if he's going to keep making mis- mistakes, get another one. Yeah. What doesn't make a mistake? Mm. But I tell you what, when you play the static centre-backs, right, players, the continental players, what you play against at international level, they don't throw the ball into the box. Yeah. So where Ings and Cody and um, Kane and whatever, and their strongest point is heading the ball out. Mm. The continental players don't throw it into the box. No. So that's where we get caught out. That's where we don't understand the game. You know, in England, if, if you don't throw the ball into the box, the centre forward's moaning his head off that you mm. don't put the ball into the box early and blah, blah, blah. You know, you might. You might. Yeah. You know, so that is a problem for us. The Continentals will be patient to come back out again and start again. You know, sometimes they overdo it. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I could be frustrated watching them sometimes. And you think, well, why didn't you put it in there? But it's easier sat here than it is on the football field, isn't it? Oh, of course it is. Two old in midfield players. I just don't get that. I don't get Henderson and Rice. I don't think they're well, a good partnership. Don't forget what I'm going to tell you. This. Well, Don't ever forget what I'm going to tell you this. Mm. And all everyone listens to this. Whether you get it or not, they play two old in midfield players to protect the back four because exactly. they're conceding goals. Yep. That's what it is. Mm. They don't play two old in midfield players, you know. And that, what they will do, they don't turn around and say, well, I'm playing them to protect the back four because, you know, I, I'm not confident back four they will blame a Jack Greenish guy who chase back and don't do this but he does by the way yeah he does yeah but that's what they do yeah. that's what that's what they do Gabby I promise you but when you've and got I used to think to myself what are we talking about you lot but when you've got two old in midfield players and you've got three players at the back and you've got wing backs then surely you've got to you've got to have those central midfield players that are dropping, like the wing-backs are, to give the central defenders the out ball. So you're either getting out in wide positions or you're getting out in central positions. But in terms of our two holding midfield players, all I see when a defender's got the ball is is, is them two players, Rice and Henderson, telling the defender where to play it. No, you, you should be wanting the ball. You should want it in them tight areas side on and that's how we're going to play out we don't we go across the back we use the wing backs good teams like Belgium got it over us pressed on us twice England had no out ball play it long could pass the ball yeah. out from the back exactly and, and ours couldn't we don't do it but again midfielders TC wanting I'll the educate ball one of you, I'll educate one of you what listen to this yeah go on what happens when you play two old midfield players there's bigger gap there's two bigger gaps from your third midfield player yep. and your strikers yep. or your forwards. 100%. And your back, your back two what get forward is your two full backs. Yep. They're having to get 60 yards. Yep. Right? It's minimum of 30 yards, but a maximum of 60 yards to try and get up and support mm. or to get in that in area to get on the overlap so they get that space. And what happens that the two older midfield players sit, sit there? Yeah. And the other three centre-backs, three centre-backs, if they're not playing, what uh, want to bring the ball out? They will sit there. So not one of them will yep. move into midfield to push one of the two uh, old midfield players up and support, and then the, and then the other old midfield player with one of the centre backs pushes up. So if we do lose the ball, we can pick it up easily. Mm. We find it very difficult because of that reason and that reason only. 
and also the fact that they don't want to show for the ball. So by by playing, I mean, you've got two holding midfield players protecting about five. They're seven plus a goalkeeper. You've yep. got eight defensive players. I just Nobody's think ever no... spoke like I have, Gabby. Yeah. The reason why they play two holding midfield players is yep. to protect the back four. Mm. And what the, what they what we, what we say in this country, what the pundits say, yep. and what some of the managers turn around and say, oh, well, if I play Jack, I can't, I've got to play a code. That's it's the biggest load of shit I've heard in my life. Is, yeah. Sorry for swearing. Yeah, it's is, the yeah. biggest load of shit I've heard in my life is to protect the back four because, or the back three because they're not confident in the back three. And nobody will tell me any different. If nobody. You, if every player is fit and um, this was the first game of the Euros now instead of playing Iceland in a Nations League, I don't really know what this tournament's all about, if I'm absolutely honest. I think it's just a glorified friendly. What what system would you play, TC? And, and who would you be your four defenders um, and midfielders and, uh, and, and, and forwards? Well... I would always play a 4 3 3. Yeah. But all my players would be comfortable on the ball. Yeah. They'd have good pace. Yep. Right? They won't have to blistering players, but it'd be certain players that have blistering players, pace. I mean, don't forget you've got to pick people what's in form. And then when I look at the front, front five or six we've got mm-hmm. Sterling, Rashford, Greenwood, Kane, Sanchez. Hudson Adoy is not fully fit at the moment in time. Is he in the squad? He's uh, under twenty ones. He's done very well the last couple of games for Has the he? for the twenty ones. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got quality in his midfield. Now with Jack Mount um, Fodden, the kid at Leicester, Madison, Madison. Um, so and then my back four would be players. Like Walker, what could attack? Would you play him more of a, a right back though, or a or a centre back? Play, I would, I would play a flat back four. Yeah, right. But Walker, where would not you play always, Walker? But not always, but yeah. not always. Um, and I would, play, but my 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 two centre backs. Yeah, would be would be uh, Kane, uh, Maguire, and uh, Stone. Yeah, right. Then that if, even if they're not playing well. Mm. I've been looking for players what could play like them, what's comfortable on the ball, yeah. right? But I'd be preaching them, you've got to stop making mistakes. Mm. And if they keep making them, just find somebody else what, what's not going to make the mistake. Because don't forget, other teams play that way, yeah. with that type of player, and don't make the mistakes. Transfer window January that, that will be opening again shortly. Man United, they have had a problem central defensively for uh, for some time now. Would it be a good idea to go and get John Stones from down the road at Man City and uh, put him in the United team? He would surely improve that back four. And you've got Wambasaka, Maguire, and Stones. Potentially, you've got three defenders that could play for England in the Euros next summer. I would buy. I would buy John Stone. Make You're no mistake. Old. But mm-hmm. you know, yes, it. You know, he's got no chance at Manchester City. No. Not, you can't never say he ain't got no chance, mm-hmm. but. I mean, he just spent sixty million quid, and he looks a decent player in all, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, look, his, his chances look limited. Let's be truthful. Yeah, you know. So, but I've told you, he's had a, he's had off the field problems, uh, and I think that's affected him mm. this last two years. You know, uh, him and his wife split up um, mm. a couple of years ago, I think. So, and it, it can get to you. It, 
you know, it can get to you, that type of thing with certain people. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they'll say, you know, it's not that. But, you know, personally, you don't go from being the player he was mm. or, you know, is to, you know, to be like, like not a non-diploma player, but it's just been dis, uh, disregarded. And it's all these pundits what turn around and say, um, I told you about it. Let me tell you something. They're just saying that because, They'd be saying same thing if it went somewhere else and he started playing well. Yeah. Right? And they'd be, they'd be, they'd be you know, well, why? We, we always knew he could do it and now he's doing it. So that's how they get away with their commentary or uh, their opinions on football. Whereas me and you will express them and say, right, I don't think he can. He can. Listen, I'm not saying Kane and Everton can't do a decent job. Of course he can. Mm. But he can't. He can't do a job where he's going to come out with the ball. He can't do a job uh, runs off the ball like, you know, these continental play- players do. And it's not just a continental, because we've got some players in England can do it. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, the, 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 this game is a short is a short game in their lifetime. Before, before they know it, it's over with. So they should put everything into it, right, and, and get out of it the best that they can. Especially in this day and age, with with everything, what's what's uh, the rewards? What's in the game? Mm-hmm. But maybe when when they're that wealthy, they just, sometimes I don't know because I don't. You, you could only you you would have to pick players what you see in training and how are they doing in training and what the characters are and what what makes them tick, what doesn't make them tick. You know, so that, I think you need to be in and around that environment to know the reason why they're not playing certain players or why they play certain players. I think that that's a big help to a manager. But at the same time, a manager is, some managers are absolutely petrified. They're frightened of losing uh, and, and, and they go safety before um, not believing in the, the, the quality, what they have got, you know. So it doesn't help the players. It doesn't help them as managers. And it frustrates the, the fans because they can see you know, uh, even if you even if you draw it, and you know, you think, well, we need a goal down. Some manager will still will still try and sit for that that draw and hope that we, we they can nick it by by a mistake from the uh, from the opponents they're playing against, where, where where some fans want to take that risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it it, it can affect the players. So it's not things like that what um, doesn't help you to to go on to achieve better things. One of the players that did uh, achieve <laughs> magnificent things and sadly uh, has passed away recently, uh, Ray Clements, one of England's greatest goalkeepers, certainly of uh, of our lifetime. Your memories? Did you play against Clem for uh, when he played for Liverpool or um, or Tottenham towards the end of his career? TC. Uh, I played. I played against him in I played against him when I was 18. Okay. When, yeah, when Doncaster, of course you did, didn't you? When they won the FA Cup in uh, 1974. Yeah. Of course you did. We, we, we drew up, up at Anfield. Um, um, I was on the bench that day. Yeah. Big, Bren, big Brendan had brought into the team just before me. And in and around about the same time as me, but I think he did play before me, the Big Brent, big yeah. centre forward. And we got a, a, a forward, Peter Kitchen, who got beautiful skills. Yeah. And Kitch uh, either hit the crossbar and it went over the bar or he he, he just over the bar. When he, he'll tell you himself, on another day he'd have gone in. Yeah. We'll put it that way. You know, um, and then I played in the replay. It was a, there was a power, cut, power cut strike in uh, in, the, in, that, in those days, 1974, three-day-a-week uh, yeah. uh, 
working day a week uh, and I play and I was telling you I ran into Ray Clemens I was only very late back 10 old and he just turned his shoulder and ate his shoulder and I must have gone three or four yards flying back outside the box but he taught me something about Gabby he really taught me you know next time get my shoulder in and, and don't try and do it first you got to wait and time it when you think he's going to do it, and then you nip him for him. But things, little things like that, it, it, what a great goalkeeper he was. And, you know, Liverpool won absolutely every mortal thing uh, with Clem there. And uh, on another on another given day, uh, well, I'm saying on another given day, it's Don Greenwood come in, he decided to mm. pick one or the other, and he picked Shilton. I think Clem could have done it, if not as good a job, better a better job. But Shilton was absolutely a gem. What did he get, Shilton? 120 caps, 119 caps? I think he got... Did he get 124, 125 caps? And I think Clem got 60-something. But I think you're right. I mean, it's a a shame, really, that in those days we had Shilton and Clemens. And Clemens, And and we had Corrigan. Corrigan was about in them days. It was no slouch. We had some good goalies. Now... Either Clem or Schultz would be the first name on a team sheet if if they were playing in this generation. I think the boy Henderson's going to be a good goalkeeper. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, yeah. I'd play him before um, Pickford. Pickford. Mm. Yeah, I'd definitely play him before Pickford. And if you're an England manager, you don't get on looking at all the goalkeepers, what attributes they've got. You know, Um, for me, I'm not bothered whether they're playing at um, Arsenal. Or whether playing at Sheffield Wednesday or, yeah. you know, uh, Norwich City, I'd look at the goalkeeper. What's balanced, confidence, can use the ball, uh, doesn't panic. That's what you got to look for. Mm. Well, I'm not saying Pickford's a bad goalkeeper, but there's a mistake in Pickford. Yeah, Pickford. You know, I think. Well, not. I keep saying. I think. I think. I think. Uh, the boy Henderson, Sheffield United struggled without him this year. Yeah, they have. You know, and I used to say, I, mm. I said to Tom, my life, I said, they've had a good season at Sheffield United, you know, but without that goalkeeper, because mm. you don't see Sheffield United on the box, or, you know, and I'm not knocking at Sheffield United because same as Sheffield Wednesday, today, but, you know, it's always the big six what's on the majority of the time. But when you saw him, he made some spectacular saves, and it did save Sheffield United on, on a few occasions. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, but having said that, Sheffield United had a marvellous season, and I mean a marvellous season last year. Uh, they've got to try and get it right, and I hope they do stop up. I really do. You know, I'm not against them going down or anything like that, but I always mm. want Sheffield Wednesday to, to always be above them. Um, but I think Henderson is our number one goalkeeper. What I see at the moment in time, if, if you're the England manager or you're the manager, in the Premier League or in the Championship, at least you've seen all these goalkeepers, the English goalkeepers, what you could pick from, uh, and then that gives you a better opinion of them. It certainly does. Um, England have kicked off. Are you watching the game, TC? Are you by the TV screen? No, well, I'm just, I'll put it on now and get it uh, sorted out. It's been a decent opening five minutes. Pickford, unfortunately, has kind of flapped at one uh, a few moments earlier, but 
he, he got the punch in and, and he cleared the danger. So you get away with it. But it's one of them there that you come for it. You're coming a long way. And if, if it's your first touch of, of the ball and you, you, you miss punch it and the ball ends up in your net, it's one of them. And it, it's like well, ground swallowing That's what time. I'm saying to you. Mate. I know. On that, on that instance, yeah. he's got away with it. Yeah, exactly. On, other, on another yeah. time, he do not get away with it. Yeah. That's Decision why the good making. goalkeepers, mm. the good goalkeepers make least mistakes yeah. than other goalkeepers. Absolutely. The better goalkeepers. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyhow, I can hear that vacuum firing up as we're talking, TC. So it can only be one thing. Our football forecast. I won the day uh, last time out, so it's 2-1 now to you. First up is Aston Villa versus Brighton. And you don't hear of Hove Albion these days. It's just Brighton, isn't Brighton, it? What happened yeah. to Hove Albion? I don't know. I don't know, but... Um... I must give you some credit because you you picked Arsenal to win, uh, Aston Villa to win. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did have three, one, three nil. Three, it, it was, three nil. Yeah, it was. Um, what? Oh, no, I had three one and Villa won three nil. Um, three nil. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was a marvelous, marvelous because I mean Arsenal. Be, I mean they played exceptionally well against Manchester United. Yeah. And Man United absolutely struggled about, mm. and yet Villa go there and make and make them look a bug. So that was a marvelous. Uh, performance picking Aston Villa and to be honest I've, I've become to like Aston Villa even more with, with Jack playing for them so uh... they're an exciting team to watch TC mm. aren't they and you know going to the Emirates it's not the easiest place to go to Arsenal have got some very good football players they're a good team you know they Arteta has or is developing them. They they do look as though they've taken a few steps forward. You're going to take one or two steps sideways and backwards when you're developing and you're trying to get new players and integrate them. But but as you say, the week before they turned over Manchester United, but Villa just went in their yard and absolutely bulldozed them. Oh, not half. It was a marvellous performance. A marvellous performance. But again, so. a brave performance, TC. And I think that if you're brave, if you take the game to teams, do you know what? You might just win. If you play a fair football, you ain't going to win nothing. You're right there. Make no mistake. And that's why you've got to get a manager. Uh, you, I'm going to say, because at the end of the day, I'm not saying he's a bad person, I'm not saying he's a bad manager, but he. Southgate is too uh, cautious of the yeah, manager is, yeah. we'll never to, win go nothing win, with him. to win major trophies. Yeah. Absolutely, I can't see us winning anything with Southgate. He is too cautious. So how do you see Brighton? Well, Aston Villa at Villa, home Villa, I'm going to go for a Villa win. 2-0. Uh, 2-0. Two, two I'm going to go 3-1 Villa. Um, Barnsley, who could be buying Mario Balotelli, whether that's paper talk or or whether it's uh, factual. You never can tell with Balotelli. And, and Barnsley owners have got a right wad of cash. So, you know, it, it could be on the cards. It, it might not be beyond the realms of possibility. Playing one well, of your not, other former clubs, Nottingham not, Forest. They're not... Um, they don't have to pay a vast amount of money for him, are they? I wouldn't have thought so, so no. I mean, he's, he's on a free transfer, so yeah. uh, whether... Whether he'd be that type of player, I mean, we all know he's got technical ability, but it's it's whether he, you know, he's 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 one of those players where he he's always saying why me, but sometimes yeah. it is you as a player. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I do understand it because it's not always him, mm. you know. Um, but he has got that 
silky skills about him, what could help win win games. Mm. So uh, I think that would be a good signing for Barnsley if, if, if they could get him to think about the game and not all the fancy Dan things about it. Mm. I mean, I used to, I like to do certain things, but I, I did it to try and, and not to t- take the piss, but to get a them product from it. So yeah. I think it could be a good thing, but then again, it could disrupt the, it could disrupt the team. You know, what kind of money they would have to pay him to, to get him there. So can I see that happening? No, but um, the thing is with the Barnsley Forest game, for some unknown reason, Barnsley always seemed to beat Forest. Yeah. Where's it at? Barnsley. Oh, well. Barnsley. I'm going to go for a draw because the manager, Chris, you know, I told you I thought was a great left back. He's a uh, more cautious manager, so mm. he'll go in then. Uh, he'll be going to Barnsley not to lose the game. So I'm going to go for a, uh, not a boring nil-nil. I'm going to go for a, a nil-nil, but an entertaining one. I'm going to go Barnsley 2, Forest 1. Um, I think you're right. He's very cautious. He was cautious at Birmingham. I think Chris Hewton is a very, very pragmatic manager with that kind of approach. And um, I just fancy Barnsley to nick it. Bristol City versus another of your old boys, Derby County, with new manager Wayne Rooney. Mm. Again, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I think, I don't know how good Wayne would be as a manager. Yeah. But it might be the uh, for some unknown reason every football team when they get a when they get a new manager always seem to get a result whether it's a draw or a win. So I'm going to go for a draw because Bristol City has played played quite well at this moment in time. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go for a, a one-one. One-one TC. I am going to go for a two-one Bristol City win. I think Bristol are decent. And um, oh, Carl Walker's got a yellow card. Again, I think a rush of blood to his head. Another one that makes rash decisions at it's times. Time, yeah. But um, Preston North End versus your old boys and your team with new manager. Yeah, he did lunge at that a little bit. Not a, not a lot in it. It's one of them that he's gone in for it. But he's, he's gone in for a ball. He's never got it. Again, he loses possession of the ball. The ball rolls away from him and then he lunges in. You're opening yourself up for a yellow card there. All that's, where, line, that's where good defenders uh, yeah. stay on the feet. Yeah. There's a time. There is a time. And yeah. Really, really. Berezi, when, when I was playing football, Berezi, the Italian centre-back, mm. Beautiful to come out, came out with the ball, but you never saw him tackle on it on the on his on his feet uh, yeah. on uh, on his backside. Mm. He stood up and he tried to win the ball. Colin Todd was another one of them. Yeah. Matt, uh, Matt Lawrence and, and Anson, but, you know, they stayed on the feet to try and win the ball. You can see like he's lunging in there. But again, you know, good touches on the ball. Good yeah. footballers, composed on the ball. And, and this is what I say yeah, about Walker. There, For me, he isn't composed enough on the ball. There's always a mistake in Walker. And and often, when he's gone to sleep, his positional sense isn't there and the ball's gone over the top. He does have that ability. He's got that pace to get him out of jail. But I just think I just think he's a liability now, to be fair. I, I wouldn't be playing Carl Walker, but, you know, anyway, all opinions. Uh, Wednesday, yeah, Pulis's first game. Well, Preston are playing ever so well away from home. Can't win it. Can't buy a win at home, can they? No. Uh, make no mistake, purely to be going for a, a, a draw, an hoping that he can nick it. So, mm. I'm going to go for a boring nil-nil draw. 
Well, I'm going to go for a boring 1-0 Sheffield Wednesday uh, win. First game, you're right. Often you get you get an impact, don't you, from that group of players. He's got Craig Gardner that uh, he's took from Birmingham City with him. And uh, who knows, I think he'll bore the pants off, yeah, because I don't like to watch his football. In fact, when there's a Tony Pulis team playing on the telly or a Sam Allardyce or a manager like that, I don't watch it because I think it's as dull as dishwater. But I do think he might get a, a result for you there because Preston's home record is absolutely well, I'm, pants. I'm most, I mean, we've not spoke about this, but I must admit I'm the same. So when they when they, when their teams are playing, mm. you know, I'd sooner have toothache than, than, than yeah. watch it. I really would. Mm. Um, it's coming to a Sheffield Wednesday team. The way how he's going to be played is going to be more direct. He, he hasn't got that type of player for it. So, I don't, mm. you know, I think... He's going to concentrate more on not conceding goals. I, yep. That's my opinion. So I'm going to go for a, a nil-nil draw. OK, then, TC. Stoke versus another of your former clubs, Huddersfield Town. How do you see that one going? 2-1, Stoke. But I, I like how Huddersfield... I like how he's got them playing at Huddersfield. Yeah, I'm you know, And they're a different uh, proposition this season. But... Uh, Stoke are having a good run at this moment in time, so I'm going to go for a 2-1 to uh, Stoke. I think he would have been a good uh, good shout for you, that uh, that new manager at Huddersfield, um, one of Bielsa's boys, and, and yeah. plays the game that we like to watch on the front foot, open football, attractive football, getting the ball down and passing and movement. And uh, I do like what I've seen at, at, at Huddersfield. So, But I do think that Stoke, can be a dark horse this season in the championship. Um, could be a tip for the playoffs. Um, yes. So I'm, I'm going to go 1-1. Then Sunday, one of your other former clubs, the grand old team, Everton, away at Fulham. I can only see one result here, but what can you see, TC? Well, is this going to be one of them games like uh, Villa were last week against... Uh, I mean, Aston Villa's playing a lot better football than what Fulham is. Yeah. You know, but I'm like you, I think... They could they could spring a surprise for them because you know they do try and play a bit of football, whether they've got the quality quality to, to play that uh, way of playing football. But I'm going to go for a, a two one Everton. Yeah, I've gone um, I've gone two nil Everton. I think Fulham are struggling and I think Everton are a decent team playing good attacking football, just like what England are doing at the moment. And finally, Wolves against another one of your former clubs, Southampton. This is going to be a decent game. Super Sunday, two good teams. I'm going to go for a 1-1. Yeah, I'm not going to split those two teams either. I think I would have possibly if Danny Ings was playing, but Ings is still missing, so I'm going to go for a, a nice 1-1 draw. And beans as I did win last week with my predictions, I get to pick the music, and I'm going to go with Sailing by Rod Stewart, sure. who was number Classic. one when Andy Gray comes south from Dundee United to join Aston Villa in the September of 1975. So, till next time, TC. Thank you and love to you and yours, and thank you all for listening. Yeah, and give my regards to Andy when you speak to him t- tomorrow. Have a great wing- weekend. Thanks, everybody, for those who listen to our uh, programme. Give my love to you and your family, and uh, have a great weekend. And I hope 
our team and your team have a marvellous uh, result this, this weekend. Yeah, we're on uh, Friday night, so let's hope on uh, on Saturday at five o'clock we'll both be singing the blues this weekend. I hope so. <laughs> Cheers, DC. Ta-ra, See bit. you later. Bye-bye. Ta-ra, bye-bye. bye-bye. Sailing home again across the sea. I am sailing stormy waters to be near you, to be free. I am for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.